how's everybody doing today? Welcome to the Weird is Rad breakout session. Thank you. Asia. She's always got my back. You know why? Because she's weird and I like that about her. <laughs> how's everybody doing today? <clears throat> awesome. Has it been good so far? Did anybody do painting? I really wanted to do that. Was it awesome? How did your paintings turn out? Does anybody have one? Let's see. I love it. Is it like mixed media? It's birds, right? Yeah. I know what's up. Did any, who else? Okay. No worries. I love it. You guys are so cute. So it's like newspaper underneath and then paint on top. I'm very smart. <laughs> We're going to pray. I need some Jesus. Anybody else? <laughs> Praise God. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for these women. I ask that you would just move in a powerful way. God, we invite you into this place. We invite you to just open up our hearts and our minds and our ears to what you would like to speak to us. We love you so much and are so grateful for you. In your name we pray. Amen. So I took Sudafed this morning. Anybody else have like massive allergies going on? So you shouldn't take Sudafed before you speak <laughs> because Sudafed like dries you out. So I feel very thirsty constantly. So I'm very sorry if I'm taking a lot of drinks of water, my allergies are on fire. So just, we just gotta get that out of the way. There are some things you have to get out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so anyway, we're going to talk about being weird. It's good. It's good times. Being weird. If I go into one of the, I call them awkward poses. Sometimes it's just necessary for a transition. It's like you don't know what else to say. You're just like, awkward pose. Everybody forgets and you move right along. It's fantastic. So if you see a lot of awkward poses today, that is why. <laughs> Cynthia, no pictures. Okay, see, I already need water. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna leave the lid off. I drink sparkle water now, because I'm old. We talked about this. I spoke at our women's retreat, and I talked about that a little bit because I used to think sparkling water was disgusting. Anybody else? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many still do? Do you, are you soda drinkers? Nope. No. And you still think it's gross? I was right there with you. And then something happened. I turned like 37, and all of a sudden I was like, hmm, it's not so bad, that sparkling water. It's tangy fresh. But anyway, I like the sparkling water. So... Let's get to it. You guys ready? Amen. My family's real weird. I'm just going to be honest with you. Anybody else have a weird family? Oh, yeah. What? Weird friends. That works too. So this is a picture of um, me and my family, if it's ready. Sweet. <laughs> 
It was not even Halloween. No, I'm just kidding. It actually was Halloween. That would be really extra weird, right? So this is our family, and uh, Nacho is one of our favorite movies. Anybody else seen Nacho Libre? Anybody else fans of the movie? So we're kind of weird, and we don't really care that much what people think of us. I'm kind of okay with that. But my husband is a youth pastor here, and he preached like that (laughs) because Halloween fell on our youth night that year. The kids were never the same, never the same again. I was like, really? You're going to preach in that, huh? He's like, yep, I'm doing it. I was like, okay. I love you a little bit more, and the kids love you a little bit less. All right. Okay, so we're going to talk about weirds. We're going to do a little, a little exercise here. Just start shouting out what weird means to you. Go for it. Odd. Unusual. Loud. Unconventional. I'm putting it down. I'm doing it. Someone straight called you out. I'm doing it. Doing it large. Underlining it. Exclamation. What else? What else do you think of when you hear the word weird? Unique. Say it again. Passion. Misfit, someone said? Rebel. Rebel. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I missed one from somebody. Nonconformist. What else? Creative. Self-confidence? I missed one. Someone yelled it out. I missed it. What was it? Okay. Yeah. It's a rough crowd. I'm going to put it down. I know it was over here, but I do not know who it was. You're lucky. Awkward poses, exclamation. Strange noises. Strange noises. Kaka! Kaka! What else? What? Else? Can you guys see over there? I'm sorry. Loner. That's a good one. Say it again. Satanic. Is that what you're saying? Is that what I, okay. Anything else come to mind? 
Awesome. Happy. Happy. Fun. What was that one over there? Dysfunctional. Dysfunctional. <laughs> hey. Is that a Y? Anything else? Cool. Hmm? You're just saying that because that's the name of the class. But I'm going to put it anyway. Easy going. Freedom. Freedom. What'd you say? One more time. Fanatical. Okay. Um, the smell of broccoli. I'm putting it. I'm doing it. Terrible handwriting, but anyways, I can spell for the most part. So this is a wide variety. Would you agree? Some is negative and some is positive, right? How many of you guys remember the weird kid in school? How many? Yeah. How many were the weird kid in school? Okay. My weird kid was named Wendy. And she was awesome, actually. <laughs> I actually really liked her. But she was like the weird kid in school. And she had like a, a slight learning disability, but not enough where she needed like special ed or anything. And I remember she always carried around a backpack because I don't think she used her locker. So she literally carried like all of her things, <laughs> all her books, all her notebooks, all of her things with her everywhere she went. She was the weird kid. And I remember people would laugh at her. How many of you have been laughed at before for being the weird one? A little bit painful, right? So for you who have been laughed at, weird is going to have what? A negative connotation, right? So this girl, Wendy, I remember trying to just be nice to her. She was, I was in the theater. Explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> it's one of those weird theater kids. But like not so far into theater. <laughs> Or I was like, you know, goth and like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, sometimes the side just talk. Um, but she was in theater with me and she would sit next to me and we would chat and we would talk. But sometimes I didn't want to be associated with her, even though I wanted to be nice with her. Has anybody been in that place before? before? Yeah. Okay. So I have a weird family, like I said, but not just my family of four, my husband and my two kids. But I also have a mom and a dad who are super weird. a good thing. Weird is rad. It's the name of the class. So my mom would like go through drive throughs backwards. Anybody else ever do that? Yeah. As a teenager, like a young teenager, it's a little embarrassing. 
But as you get older, you're like, my mom's the coolest ever. And she'd like go through backwards. And then one time my little grandma was in the back seat and my mom decided that she was gonna have her order. So she went through backwards and made my grandma order from the back seat. It's one of the greatest moments of my life. My grandma's like, um, yes, can you hear me? I would like two hamburgers. She's like yelling out the window. It was fantastic. My dad would put us to bed at night and he would hide in the closet. And then my sister and I would be like, did you hear that? So we had twin beds and we shared a room and they were like not that far apart, but he's also six foot six. So he has really long arms spread. We'd be like, um, did you hear that? My sister would be like, yeah. Like, what is that? She's like, I don't know. And like out of the darkness, these two giant hands would roar and they'd shake our bed and like he'd be yelling. We'd be like, ah, like screaming with all of our might freaked us out. That is weird, right? He, but he found great pleasure in it. And he would trick us, because sometimes like my mom would tuck us in and he'd be hiding already in the closet. But then sometimes he would put us to bed and somehow sneak back in like a ninja. It was like crazy ninja status. I still to this day don't know how he did it. And he can also swallow toothpicks that I still don't know how he does. I know, he's pretty amazing, <laughs> in case you didn't know. So anyway, I'm gonna, I think I'm just gonna move down. Is everybody all right with that? Feels really far. Just one moment, please. Steady, steady. <laughs> Mad skills. So when the Lord first spoke to me about teaching this class, I thought, okay, well, I'm probably the perfect one to talk about this subject because I'm weird. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to acronym the mess out of this word. Does anybody know what an acronym is? Yep. So then I was like, my inner voice was like, oh my gosh, don't do that. That's totally what your mom would do. And then I was like, WWMMD, what would my mom do? And I was like, she would acronym the mess out of this thing. Right? So I'm not gonna do that and you're welcome. But it was this close, this close to getting an acronym, just so you know. So listen, there's a lot of different definitions of weird, correct? But this mic, 1 Peter 2.11, if you have your Bibles. It says, dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. As foreigners and exiles. How many of you have ever been to a foreign country? Mm-hmm. Um, I love traveling overseas. My husband and I went to Paris once and we looked very much the same as everybody and did not speak the language in any way. 
so we felt very out of place. How many of you ever experienced that in a foreign country? Right? Like you look at people and you look the same and you know you have the same blood, but you feel very different from everybody. And I don't know if it's like, you know, partly because of the backpacks and the crazy beards that my husband wears when we go overseas, I feel like. This is a picture of us in Paris, I'll show you. If he's, uh, whenever you're ready. You don't need to say that. You don't need to be like, oh, because he looks crazy. His, his brother had just gotten, I almost said his husband, that would be awkward. Um, his brother had just gotten deployed overseas and so he made this vow to pray for him every day and not cut his hair or shave his hair at all. So that was fun. And um, we had a blast, you guys. I was four months pregnant with our first son. And when I got pregnant, I started crying. And we found out, and I was like, we haven't been to Paris. <laughs> and I'm like really dramatic and crying and because I'm weird again. And he's like, let's just go. I'm like, really? You're the man of my dreams. So we went to Paris. And um, this is how he looked, and that's how I looked, and I was exhausted and tired, and I got food poisoning while we were there. But the point of it all is, we had the best time, but we were definitely foreigners. <laughs> I looked the same as everybody, but we did not blend in. And that has happened in every country we've gone to. We are, we, everywhere we go, we hear from missionaries. We go on a lot of mission trips. We hear from missionaries say, Americans always stand out because they're loud. And we're like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, they're just, you guys are just like really loud. <laughs> like everywhere you go, people are like, oh, there comes the Americans. So we were in Spain and we had a big trip with us, a big like team with us. And we were walking down this like beautiful like cobblestone road. It was gorgeous. And Steve and I are kind of at the back of the group and I'm like, Steve, just listen. And it's like, <laughs> like everybody's like, like cackling hens, like rocking down the street. And no, there's no other sound except for us. Like, people are just trying to enjoy their tea and have a siesta, because that's what they do in Spain. And we're, like, loud Americans, like, walking down the street. We just start busting up laughing. We're like, oh, my word, we stand out like a sore thumb. No wonder people <laughs> sometimes maybe don't like Americans because we're loud and obnoxious. But anyway. So the language barriers are hard, right? You go into a foreign country. This world is not our home. Let's turn to Hebrews 13, 14. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. So the things of this world are not for us, correct? We should feel a little uncomfortable when the things of the world come at us. We should feel a little bit off, a little bit foreign. It should feel foreign to us. And if things aren't feeling foreign to you, it means that something has gotten in your life and in your heart that's causing you to be comfortable with these things because we are called to be different. So here's what the girl who was weird for Jesus looks like. You ready? Number one, she's willing to stand out. You have to be willing to stand out in a crowd and not look like everybody else. And I'm not talking about the guys who are on the street corners who have painted their cars and like, you're going to hell if you don't love Jesus. Like that's a whole other level of weird that we're not even gonna address today. But I'm saying like, you need to stand out. Who, who stood out in the Bible? I was thinking about it, and I'm like, well, um, Noah, for one. That dude was weird, right? 
He's like in the middle of the desert building a giant boat. If you don't know the story, read it or watch Evan Almighty. Anybody seen Evan Almighty? I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that movie. <laughs> but like he's in the middle of the desert building this giant boat. And people are like, dude, you're crazy. You've lost your mind. But he's like standing out. He don't care. There's this whole idea out there that blending into the crowd is what will allow people to hear Jesus from us. Have you guys ever heard that or seen that or witnessed that? That we need to blend in order to make a difference. But I'm telling you that that is not the truth because God has called us to stand out. And if people can't see a difference in you and they don't see that in your life, they're not gonna know that you're any different. They're not gonna know that you're a foreigner. Jesus was probably the weirdest dude in the Bible, right? I mean, that guy knew how to be weird. He was raising people from the dead and healing people and going crazy, doing all kinds of stuff. And Jesus was weird. Jesus was walking on water. Jesus is calming storms. Everybody's freaking out. And Jesus is like, dude, everybody just needs to chill, first of all. Do you not know yet? And he like calms the waves, calms the storm, and goes back to sleep. And everybody's like, I'm sorry, what just happened? <laughs> right? Jesus knew how to stand out. Do you guys remember the story when Jesus isn't left, like stays behind in the temple when he's a kid? Have any of you ever lost your kids before? No, just me? Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we, lost, we lost our son when he was two. And it was terrible. Like, I panicked. And I was about ready to shoot some folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was about ready to go into, like, mama bear mode. And we were at a rest stop in the middle of nowhere. And he disappeared. And I said to Steve, I'm going to go over here. You got him? And he thought I said, I'm going over here. I got him. So neither one of us were watching him, and he was checking out, and I had gone to grab something else that we were gonna purchase, and um, he was nowhere. So I immediately blamed my husband, as all good wives do, and I was like, you have problems, you lost our son, and he's like, no, you lost our son, we're free. I'm freaking out, you guys. Like, I went into like crazy mode. Like, I'm opening employee doors, and I'm thinking that somebody has my child. Like, I'm, I go out into, the sh out into, like, the parking lot, and there's all these cars everywhere. And, you know, like, you see those scenes in the movies where everything goes into, like, slow motion. And, like, everybody's like, ah, like, laughing, and everything's kind of spinning, and it's slow motion. That's what happened to me. And I'm looking around at these people thinking, one of you stole my child, and someone's going to die today. Someone is going to die. So I'm looking everywhere, and, all the, and we're like, Jonah, like yelling. People thought we were nutballs. All of a sudden, he comes like, hey. I'm like, where have you been? At the same time, I'm like crying, and I'm happy, but I also want to beat the crap out of him. And I'm like, what is going on? No, I don't beat my children. I really don't, I promise. I really, really don't. But you know, in those moments where you're like, I'm so happy to see him and I just am so glad that you're alive, but also what in the world were you thinking? So he had gone off to like see the animals and didn't tell anybody. Can you imagine losing the son of God? 
That's a little intense. <laughs> it took him a while to figure out he was gone too. Like they were on the road. It's like they packed up, they left, they gone. And then someone's like, hey, where's Jesus? Hey, anybody know where Jesus is? Jesus! Like yelling, going crazy. Nobody knows where he is, so they go back to the temple. And what does Jesus do? Woman, did you not know I'd be in my father's house? Why are you searching? You know this is exactly where I was going to be. I would be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. You get on that donkey right now. You get on that donkey, and when we get home, I don't know why she just went into New York, but sometimes it happens. You get on that donkey, and we are leaving. And don't you dare talk to me like that. I will smack you in your mouth. Right? In your mouth. You got to use the F. She must have been freaking out, and he was just calm. Jesus was weird. How many of you guys have ever been embarrassed by your kids before? Holla! So many times, right? My kid was really sick once, and um, he had a really high fever, and he got complaining that his ear was hurting, and so we went to CVS to get some, I don't know, like drugs or something to help him. And we're standing in line, I'm not kidding, like we're getting ready to check out, and I'm holding his hand, all of a sudden he like drops to the ground, he's like, ah! <laughs> it just hurts so bad! He's like rolling on the floor, and I'm like, pull yourself together, son. What is going on? And he's like, I'm super embarrassed, and I don't get embarrassed super easily, but like people are at this point staring at me thinking that like I'm abusing my child in some way and he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. mommy, it just hurts so bad. Ah. And he goes into like the silent cry. You know, we all know that cry. Where they're like bawling and then it's like quiet. It's loud and he's rolling and I'm like, we just gotta get out of here. Like, I'm like really embarrassed. He gets it from his dad, that behavior. He really does. My husband stubs his toe and he's rolling on the floor in a restaurant. That's super embarrassing too. Anyway, Jesus was doing weird stuff all the time, but what I love about Jesus is that he wasn't afraid to stand out. He never blended into the crowd walking through that massive crowd of people. And what does that woman do? Reaches out and touches his garment. She knew who he was immediately. And immediately she was healed. The woman caught in adultery. Everybody know that story? So they bring her. They say, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? And they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. And they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped again and wrote in the dust. And when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's 
It's one of my favorite stories of Jesus' redemptive power. And I like to think that Jesus stooped down and began writing people's sins in the sand. It's like adultery, lies, and just started writing sins in the sand. And as people began to see their sin, they were just like, okay, maybe it's not that big a deal. And they walked away. If Jesus had not stood out and he had not blended in, would he have made the impact on the world that he made? No. He would have been best buds with the Pharisees. They would have been yucking it up, right? The Pharisees did not like him because he stood for something other than what they spoke about, other than what they stood for. And he said, I'm here to tell you there's another way. And I'm here to bring you freedom. And they didn't like that. <laughs> they didn't like the weird. They didn't like that he stood out. So the first one is being willing to stand out. Number two, the girl who is weird for Jesus, she realizes that she's a new creation. <clears throat> How many of you know the story of Ruth? Love the story of Ruth. But she was weird, right? Like who travels to a country you don't know with your mother-in-law? With your mother-in-law. I mean, I might go with my mom. I might. <laughs> but my mother-in-law, that's a whole nother story. But she went, right? Because she realized she was a new creation. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I love in God's word where he always requires an action step first. There's that one little word then in there that separates the two portions of that scripture. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So it's got to start in our heart and in our head and changing that. And then it says then. So like after you figure that out, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So God requires a step of action on our part. He's saying, figure out how to be different. <laughs> figure out how to not conform. Figure out how to follow me and stand out and let people know that you love me. And then I will show you my will. Because if we don't know how to stand out, we don't know how to walk for Jesus, and we don't know how to be comfortable with standing out from what this world offers, then how can we know God's will? We can't. Abel, Ruth tested God over and over again, and he proved himself to her time and time again, right? So when you recognize that you're a new creation, suddenly all the things that used to matter to you don't matter as much. Has anybody ever had that experience? Where it's like things that used to matter to you so much, all of a sudden are like not that big a deal, right? And part of that is maturity, and part of that is, comes with wisdom of age, but part of that is also being transformed in our minds and as we grow closer with Jesus, the things of this world are not as important. Right? The thing is, is that the more we get used to hearing God's voice, the quieter the voice of the world gets. I'll sit, I'll sit with, you know, girls that come in my office all the time and, and talk to them and tell them, look, 
you're listening to the voice of the world right now. That's what's going on. That's why you can't hear God's voice because the world's voice is so loud right now and God's voice is described as a gentle whisper that you can't even hear when he's speaking to you because you're listening to the wrong voice, right? And the more we get used to hearing God's voice, the easier it is to recognize it when it pierces our soul, and pierces our hearts. And we know it, and we know it without a doubt. When you're a new creation, you don't dirty yourself with what the world offers, but you wash yourself clean with the blood of the Savior who came to offer you new life. And that's huge. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, here's that word again, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will hear their land. So there's an action step again. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and hear their land. There's an action step again. You know, every miracle that Jesus did in the Bible required an action step. He spits in the sand, which is also really weird, by the way. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spit in some dirt, and then I'm going to wipe this on your eyes. And then you're going to go wash it off, and then you're going to be able to see. Isn't that fantastic? I'd be like, dude, you're going to put spit in what? And put it where? <laughs> what did you just say? Right? But it requires faith on the, on the, it required faith in the person who was healed to be okay with that weirdness. <laughs> And sometimes Jesus gets weird with us and asks us to do really weird things, and it's sometimes scary, right? And sometimes we don't know what to do with it. It's like, can you, if somebody, if, if Jesus spoke audibly to you and said, spit in the sand, and then go up to this stranger that you don't know, and wipe your spit mud on their eyes, I, w- I, would, have, I, would, I would talk about that with Jesus for a minute. <laughs> We'd have a little discussion. You know, I'm like, is that... Did I hear you right? Spit. Okay. All right, that's really weird, right? Sometimes it takes a minute. Number three, she's obedient to what God asks of her. If you're going to be weird for Jesus, you've got to be willing to be obedient, period. Right? And obedience is really not that hard. Sometimes it feels hard in the moment, but then afterwards you're so thankful that you did, right? Esther, that's, she's the one who came to mind for me. She was beautiful. The Bible describes her as beautiful. She was weird. You know, she was so weird that she was willing to die so that her people didn't face genocide. She was so weird that she was willing to go before the king and tell him about this plot that sounded schizophrenic and crazy, right? She was willing to be obedient. Her obedience made her stand out among others, too. She was able to stand out among the crowd so that she could be granted God's favor. And if you're obedient and you're willing to stand out among the crowd, God will bless. Because obedience is always followed by blessing. How about Mary? Another example from the Bible that came to mind. Mother of Jesus, okay? She's like, I swear I'm a virgin. (laughs) I promise. I really, really am, right? Like, how weird is that? (laughs) And she's like, you have to go tell your fiance 
So, um, I'm pregnant, but I promise I'm still a virgin. <laughs> that is weird. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff in the Bible, and I love it. I love God's weirdness. She was obedient, though. And she said, okay, God, if this is how you're going to use me, use me. And she must have faced a lot of persecution. But she was obedient anyway. She had to have come up against a lot of snickering and a lot of bad talk, people talking bad about her and a lot of gossip. And she had to put up with a lot of junk, but she still walked in obedience. And she was weird in order to feel, fulfill God's will for her life. She was willing to be weird. Obedience can sometimes be a dirty word in our society, right? <clears throat> because rebellion is at the root of sin in our lives, period. And rebellion tells us that we want to blend in and look normal and feel normal and not say no to things that other people are saying no to, to not have our filter on like we should. Rebellion tells us to lash out at authority that's been placed in our lives. Rebellion tells us to give in to our sinful nature, right? Being weird allows us to stand out and it helps us to respect authority and it helps us to fight the temptations of our sinful nature. Because when we're willing to be weird for Jesus, we're willing to say, I'm different <laughs> and I'm okay with that. You have to be okay with looking different. We're not supposed to look the same. If we were supposed to look the same, there would be no difference between us and them. And there is a difference. And that difference is Jesus Christ in our lives and what he has to offer. So walking in that weirdness, and sometimes, it's, sometimes it gets hard. I'm not going to lie to you. If, ever, if it wasn't hard sometimes, everybody would be following Jesus. Sometimes it's hard. And sometimes things come at you that you cannot predict. And sometimes life throws you things because sin that is out of your control and out of your hands. But when you walk in that obedience, God will move. You know, healthy, loving marriages aren't the norm, right? Healthy, loving marriages are weird. There's a lot of divorce and a lot of loveless marriages out there. Healthy, loving marriages are weird these days. But it's what God wants for our life. Forgiveness is weird. Showing love and kindness to others is weird. Turning the other cheek is weird. How hard is that sometimes? <laughs> That's a rough one, especially for those of us who get fired up and passionate, which is on that board right there. It's hard for us to control that and be like, okay, I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to find forgiveness. That's weird. Blending in to this world will not do you any good and it will not do anybody else any good, right? Because standing out is what people recognize. Have anybody ever said to you, what's different about you? Has anybody ever said that to anybody in here before? Yeah, I've had that happen too. Like, something's just different. That's Jesus Christ, man, come on. Wanna come to church with me? Let's do it. I don't do that, because that would be, well, that'd be weird. Maybe I should start doing that. Let's go. Sometimes I do things for an awkward amount of time. So I don't know when to stop. 
But being weird is how we go into a true, true, deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. So let's be weird for Jesus, huh, ladies? Let's stand out. Let's make the world look at us and think, what is different about you? That's where true, what's the word I'm looking for? When you don't want to be the same as everybody. My mind is going blank. Uniqueness. I think, I think uniqueness is, a, is actually a positive word. I like to be unique. It's one of my favorite things to be. So I like that my relationship with Jesus allows me to be that to this world. Right? We're going to pray. Close your eyes. There are women in this room who have found it difficult to be weird for Jesus. And you have found yourself walking the line. And you have found yourself trying to blend in because you've stuck out for so long in negative ways that you just want to blend now. <laughs> you don't want people to see you. You don't want people to notice you. You just kind of want to walk along. And it's not that you don't love Jesus because you do, but you're just not willing yet to stand out for him. And with nobody looking around, if that's you and that's speaking to your heart, I just want you to raise your hand so we can pray for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. There's a second group in this room, I feel like, and impressed by the Lord that you have been weird for the Lord, and you have paid a little bit of a price for that, and there has been hurt in your life whether it's from other Christians or whether it's from people who do not know the Lord, family members, I don't know who you are, but I know that you're in here. If that's you, would you raise your hand for me? Thank you so much. There's a lot of raised hands in this room for both of those things. And I know that God wants to release both sets of those women in this room from holding on to either one of those things. So if everybody in the room would just lift your hands to Jesus because that's an act of submission to our God and our King. Just lift your hands up. Dear Lord, will you see the hands lifted in this room? God, you see the women in this room who have struggled to stand out for you, who have a hard time looking different for you because they're tired of standing out in a negative way, Lord. But God, I pray that your word would ring true in our lives, that we are never to grow weary in doing what is good. We are never to grow weary in doing what is right. And that, God, you would minister to the women in this room who fall into that category. God, that you would help them to have a heart change from the inside out, that you would help them to know that you are with them every step of the way, that God, that you have asked them to look different in this world, that you don't want us to blend, that you don't want us to be the same. So God, I pray that you would give them the courage that it takes to stand up for you, the courage that it takes to say no to things that they should say no to. God, I pray that you would help them to be weird for you. 
Lord, for the second group of women who have been hurt by standing out and being weird for you, Lord. I pray that you would just lift them up in your arms and just hold them and bring them your comfort right now. Lord, whether it's from family members or even Christians in their life, Lord, that have come against them for being weird for you, God, I ask that you would just bring healing right now because God, holding on to hurts and wrongs don't do us any good. Lord, they eat us from the inside out. So I pray, God, that you would help these women to release that to you right now, that they would walk out of this room with no longer holding on to that, but they would be proud to be weird for you, Lord, and they would know that sometimes there's a price for that, and that's okay because you got this, that you can handle this. So God, we thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of these women. Thank you, God, for coming to this earth and being weird. God, thank you for standing out. Thank you for not blending in. Thank you for showing us, Lord, the way to do it right. God, I thank you that you loved us enough to send your son to show us how to do it. And God, we give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're going to do in our hearts and our lives this weekend. God, I pray that you would move in a powerful way in us and through us. Give us ears to hear, Lord, and hearts that are open. And we love you so much and are so grateful for everything you do for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I had buttons made. Thank you, you guys. Praise God, huh? God is good. I had buttons made that I would really love for you to come up and get. It says, weird is rad. And it's just a little reminder for you to pin it on yourself, pin it inside your purse, put it wherever it will help you remember to be weird for Jesus. Okay, guys? I love you so much. Come up and get one, please. And then uh, we're done. Thanks, guys.